Remember, folks, the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are that of my own and are not that of my employer. Dies in your house every weekend. Subscribe on iTunes. Get us on SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com slash dies in your house. Every weekend. Brand new episodes of Dies in Your House. Fighting fascism one podcast at a time. Hey yo. Who's in the house? Dies in your house. Ooh, what is the word, peeps? What goes on? It is the weekend, or Friday, if you're a premium Patreon subscriber. We are back 
here on Patreon, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts with a brand new episode of Dies in Your House. You might be asking yourself, what is this madness I've stumbled upon? Well, I'll share that news with you, because I love you, and I want you to be informed. This is a podcast that is about letting my peers understand that this voting shit, it's not a game. We need to participate. We have to save democracy. The last line of defense for democracy is November 3rd, 2020, when we have the opportunity to get out there and elect new leaders. Because the leaders right now, they're not it. Not only are they not it, but they are destroying democracy, allowing democracy to burn, and shuffling in fascism, because it's politically convenient for them. Hey Google, what is fascism? According to Wikipedia, Fascism is a form of far-right, authoritarian ultranationalism characterized by dictatorial power, forcible suppression of opposition and strong regimentation of society and of the economy which came to prominence in early 20th century Europe. Yeah, you didn't hear <clears throat> you didn't hear anything about apple pie, free and fair democracy. You didn't hear anything about that. That's fascism. That's basically the basis of World War II. Um, we're not going back to that. We're not we refuse to. And by we, I mean the majority of America that doesn't support this bullshit. I can understand if, like, you know, there was actually a majority that supported this. But it's not. It's not. It's gerrymandering, electoral college, voter suppression, anything to hold on to power besides, you know, make your life better, which is what elected officials are supposed to do. Nonetheless, that's Republicans for you. Okay. This week was heavy. I had a bonus show on, I want to say, Monday night or Tuesday night. Uh, hashtag RBG. And, you know, it was just... It was a, a really big loss to America. A really big loss to the rights to, uh, of the right equality, basically. Equality lost when Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. And I knew that they'd rush the vote. So I wanted to do an RBG remembrance before we had a lay of the land as to where the Senate sits in terms of hypocrisy. Because, first, let's not... Let's just focus on the main thing here. If anybody is sitting home wondering, hey, if I'm, am I getting a second stimulus check? That bill sits on the floor of the Senate. Mitch McConnell put this and said, cool, we're not going to vote on this. That's not as important to Mitch McConnell as confirming a conservative... Supreme Court justice in the fastest time that we've ever confirmed one right before an election with a litigation happy incumbent 
They're not even hiding it anymore. And they were never they weren't they haven't been hiding it for a while. Let me not say that they just stopped hiding it. They slowed down the mail. We we screamed. Did they speed it back up? No. Did they address it? No. Whistleblowers coming out. Saying Trump's doing this, Trump's doing that. Did they do anything? No. And like James Carville said it best. James Carville is brilliant. Uh, he said something like, you know, do you think Mitch McConnell cares that you're going to point out that he lied? These Republicans don't care that they lied. They don't care that they're on tape lying. That doesn't bother them. You need morals to care. You need decency and compassion and empathy. They don't have any of that. All they have is a craving for power. And in a country that's supposed to be based on equality and, you know, everybody came here so everybody you know, is equal and everybody has their fair share. It's not that. It's not that. And even in government, these are supposed to be the adults. And it's also a double-edged sword. Democrats have to point out the lies. Democrats have to use everything in their power to stop the vote. There's only one problem. The Republicans, and I know that this is going to get all the Bernie bro media upset. I know Chris Hayes is going to get very upset about this. I'm sorry. The media can stop asking Democratic senators what they're going to do about this. And then get mad at the answer. Well, we're going to fight. Well, we're going to do all we can. Yeah, but I want an actual answer. Um, you really want the answer? I don't want to even say the answer, but the answer is this. The Republicans have 54 votes in the Senate, and it's clipped for us. And it's clipped for everything we like. Maybe, if somebody like Bernie Sanders was a little more enthusiastic about endorsing Hillary Clinton in 2016 and making sure she became president, we wouldn't be in this fucking mess to begin with. And yes, it all comes back to that. It all comes back to Bernie, Jill Stein, Gary Johnson, seven, Russia, 70,000 votes over three states, Jim Comey, all y'all motherfuckers gots to go. I promise you that. I promise you I will not be watching any two-part specials on Showtime about Jim Comey. Guy wrote a letter, cost Hillary the election. Stop it. Jim Comey shifted the Supreme Court literally three votes. Jill Stein shifted the Supreme... People like Jim Comey, Jill Stein, and Gary Johnson, and Bernie Sanders had more of an impact on American politics than anyone would have ever envisioned. They reshaped the Supreme Court together. Only problem is I don't think this is really the way they want, they saw it happening. So Republicans got the votes. If you're sitting there saying, well, what about Mitt Romney? Bruh. 
Where have you bit Mitt Romney? <laughs> Listen, Mitt Romney understands Trump is a criminal, and Mitt Romney voted to, con to convict Donald Trump, and we commend him for that. But also, we know Mitt Romney is a conservative, and all he sees is, oh, conservative judge, conservative judge, let's go. That's what he sees. And that's his, pro that's his priority. That's what he has to explain to his voters, the people that vote for him in Utah. He has to explain that to them. And they want him to vote on the justice. But they gave up the game where... They're like, we need the... Trump is like, we need the judge. Because with all the mail-in ballots, we're gonna need... So you need the judge because you need to steal the election. Now, I've been saying for a while now, there is no way... And everybody smart says this, and I got it from the smart people. There is not a chance in the world that Donald Trump wins a fair election. It's just not possible. I can confidently go out on a limb and say that there is no way, there is no way that Donald Trump fairly wins an election. There is no way that he gets more votes. It's just not how it works. He didn't get more votes last time. He's doing worse this time. He didn't get more votes last time, and he was an outsider when people didn't like insiders. Now people are like, hey, uh, is anyone inside? <laughs> like, uh, we could use somebody inside. Like, Fauci, give me an answer here. Um, it's sickening. It's, it's depraved, and it's pathetic. And it's like the Wall Street Journal editorial board said a couple weeks ago. If you're going to make up lies, and you're going to fearmonger about voter fraud and this and that, if you're not confident in winning the election, then drop out. Because I bet if I bet Mike Pence is sitting there, and I know it sounds crazy and I know it wouldn't happen, but Mike Pence thinks he could win the election. I promise you he does. Mike Pence, if, if Donald Trump dropped out today, Mike Pence thinks he could win the election. Let him run. Why would you get in this fight if you weren't trying to win? Again, like, it's the rules. They have 54 votes. Even if it was tied, they have the, vi the vice presidency serves a vote in the Senate. So they have 50, they have the extra one no matter what. Col Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski are the only senators to come out and say, listen, we should wait till after the election. That only puts us at 52. Also, then they, uh, like, first of all, why are we even asking Trump questions? Like, I mean, reporters are asking this guy questions like, why? Because you want your channel to get ratings? This guy tells no truths. Why ask him a question? So they said, will you concede, will there be a peaceful transition of power if you lose? And he said, well... He said, we're going to get the Supreme Court seat. And as long as there's no mail-in ballots, there won't be any transition of power. What does that even fucking mean? Why are we asking him questions? So, first it was mail-in ballots, voter fraud, voter fraud, voter fraud, slow down the mail. 
Now people like me who are like, hey, you could vote by mail. Now I'm like, hey, let's get a hazmat suit. Then it's like, oh, well. The Supreme Court. Okay, they didn't fill the vacancy with Merrick Garland, so they're obviously not going to... Well, they are. They are. There's nothing we can do about it. Universal mail... First of all, nobody ever said universal mail-in voting. That was never a thing that was proposed by anybody. So let's just... Everything this guy says is a lie. But to not commit to a peaceful transition of power is just a way to fear monger and scare people more. So he's putting it out there that I'm not leaving. So the people that are like, oh, well, I'm not really sure about this voting thing. They look up at the TV. They say, oh, well, he's not leaving anyway. So I'm just not going to vote. It doesn't matter. My vote doesn't count. It feeds into the my vote doesn't count narrative. And it doesn't, he doesn't need to actually go through with any of those things that law professors are, you know, um, scared of. Saying the words is enough. 70,000 votes across three states. Remember that. Just remember, 70,000 votes across three states. That's all that gave Trump the election. It was an inside straight with the flush and the alley-oop and one and the foul. Two feet in bounds. Time expiring. All that stuff. He hit every fucking box. It, it's in no way scientifically possible for that to even be a thing two times in a row. But again, now we have the open Supreme Court seat. And if y'all remember the last time the Supreme Court had something to do with an election, they gave George Bush the election and 9-11 happened. Just saying. Now, no, I don't know. No, the U.S. government did not fly planes into their own buildings. Of course not. I'm just saying the neglect. The not paying attention, the not the warnings in June, and then the following uh, endless wars that Trump says he's ending, but he did not pull one troop from. Like we've been at war with 9/11, you know, since 9/11. It hasn't stopped. <coughs> it happened once. If Al Gore would have became president, think about the planet. Think about the climate. Think about the trust in science. And then think about coronavirus. I will go back to my main thesis from months ago. If Al Gore wins the 2000 election, we have never, we do, we never hear of the term COVID-19. Not, does not happen. We would be too advanced with science by then. We wouldn't have had a t 12 years of Republican administrations to slow down science. We wouldn't have it. 
we don't want the Supreme Court getting involved in an election. And that's where this is heading. So what could we do? As citizens, we could protest. We could make our voices heard. And people that live in those states with Republican senators who are up for re-election this year, indivisible, this is for you. The indivisible group needs to get out there. All these groups need to get out there. Protest. Make your voice heard. Everybody start a podcast. Everybody get an extra Twitter account. Everybody amplify their voices. Because what Senate Democrats could do is nothing. There's nothing they can do. All they can do is sit back and take it. The power is in the hands of the people. Okay? If we're loud enough and proud enough, we might be able to slow this shit down. And that just might set up another battle. If we cannot get them to vote on it for November 3rd, and they name it in the lame duck in like the two months until inauguration, that's another battle. Because Arizona's got a special. And the special, you get sworn in like a week after. It's not You don't got to wait till January. And I don't know the rules on the Georgia special. So there's a lot of things, a lot of moving parts here. If, it, if we can hold it off till after the election. There's a lot of moving parts after that, depending on who wins what election. But the game, the goal has not changed. We need to win big. We need to vote him out in big numbers. It needs to not be uh, decisive. It needs to not be something that is unsure. We need to overwhelm the vote. We need to exhaust the vote. And we need to make sure it is crystal clear that America rejects fascism. America rejects autocracy. And America rejects racism. And all of those things are words you would find under the definition of Trumpism. America needs to reject this strongly. And we have the opportunity to do that November 3rd, 2020. Dies in your house. Exclusively on Patreon, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud.